Well, you notice we changed up our theme song a little bit. It is actually the instrumental to Wham's Last Christmas, which is not actually a Christmas song. It's a breakup song, and a lot of people get really annoyed with that because it's like every year radio stations play Last Christmas by Wham, and then some people say, I don't care, I still love that song, but they do have, listen, sleigh bells, and sleigh bells always mean it's a Christmas song. You could put sleigh bells behind a corn song, and it would make it sound like a Christmas song. Am I right? Hey, how are you? Merry Christmas. I'm going to guess you're probably listening to this right around the Christmas season. I'm recording this the week before Christmas, Monday, um, before Christmas, December, what is today, the 18th. And so hopefully you could listen to this around Christmas. Um, Happy holidays. And I hope you're on vacation. I hope you're looking forward to a vacation. And um, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, My voice is a little bit hoarse, and I don't know why, but we'll plunge ahead. All right, we're going to dive right into the book here because it is that giving season, that season of gifts. And one of the chapters in my book is about, well, there's a couple of chapters in my book that are about gift giving and receiving and things like that. Um, So we're going to start off with chapter, let me find it, hold on. It is chapter number 99, and it has to do with gift receiving because we're all going to receive gifts this year, I hope. So here's one that, remember, the book is all about things in my life that I learn from that I can pass these embarrassing, painful, expensive lessons on to you so you don't make the same dumb mistakes. Here's chapter 99. It's called Gifts. I was about 24 years old and working at a radio station in Columbus, Ohio. One of our interns got me a Christmas present. Now, by the package, I was pretty sure I knew what it was. I proclaimed, I'll bet it's a coffee mug. Well, immediately her face fell because it was a coffee mug. I'd ruined her surprise. The horrible feeling stuck with me. Now, someone could give me a package shaped exactly like a tennis racket, and I'd completely play into the whole thing. I'd hold it up to my ear, shake it, and ask the giver if it was a Velcro wallet. Never make a genuine guess what a present might be as you're opening it. I know it's tempting. And I know sometimes even easy to guess what's inside the package, but don't because chances are you might be right. I never do it, not even to be funny, because what if you are right? My joke is always a Velcro wallet because, I don't know, Velcro wallet just always makes me laugh. It just sounds funny. Um, So I always used to guess it's a Velcro wallet. And today I'll still make that joke if I'm absolutely positive it's not a Velcro wallet. Hey, here's something we learned during our gift exchange today. I thought this was really cool. A little backstory on the morning show. Um, I love the people that I work with, and they don't get paid enough. Actually, they get paid better than you know they used to. But back in the day, they really didn't pay them enough. And so, and I, because I appreciate what they did, uh, I would make sure that I was very generous. I'm not trying to brag. I want to make a point here. But I was very generous with Christmas gifts. Years ago, when Steve and Lena were on the show, I got Lena and Steve both an iPad when iPads were new and about $700. Why? Because I wanted to show them how much I appreciated them. I got intern John and Crisco uh, each a $500 GameStop gift card. Why? Because I wanted them to know that I appreciated them. So over the years, that was the most I ever spent. Um, by far. But over the years, you know, last year I got Steve like a $200 drone and I don't remember what I got Fallon, but it was always, you know, pretty expensive to show them that I appreciated them and they'd get me something pretty expensive too. Well, this year we made a rule. We said, hey, $15 rule 
because we're getting crazy with these gifts and it's a lot of money and there's really nothing worse than getting an expensive gift and knowing that you're not going to use it or buying somebody an expensive gift and knowing that they're not really going to use it. I honestly don't know if Steve ever used the drone that I got him. I think he tried to fly the drone, but it, I, I don't hear a lot about it. So I'm going to guess it was very difficult to fly and he probably gave up. So it's probably sitting in his garage on a shelf somewhere. So I think we all learned, you know what? $15 limit. Let's do that. And it was so great because, first of all, you don't have to look that hard for a $15 gift. There's not a lot of options. I got Fallon a pair of socks that said fight like a girl on the side and some scratch lottery tickets that she did not win anything from. I got Steve a, a small Hickory Farms gift set and uh, that was it. And they got me, I think uh, Tina got me a puzzle and Steve got me a phone charger that was kind of cool, shaped like a little PC and um, Fallon got me a hat. And so... My lesson from that was we had so much more fun with small gifts than we had with big gifts because they were just for fun and they weren't trying to be perfect and they weren't trying to impress anybody and they didn't have to have a whole lot of meaning packed behind them. So I don't know, just a little lesson there that I learned. I mean, God, isn't it amazing? We're still learning lessons and I'm old. I should have learned everything by now, but I haven't. And that was a really great lesson today. Here's another chapter from my book that goes around this time. Uh, it is chapter number 97. And I say goes around this time because this time of the year, you're going to be going to friends' houses and this is probably likely to happen. Number 97, take the cookie. We've all been there. A kid just made a batch of cookies. Want a cookie? Your nephew asks as he thrust a plate of shapeless lumps under your nose. I made them myself, he proclaims. Well, we all know that he probably didn't wash his hands before he started, and of course he licked the spoon halfway through and then stuck it back in the dough. You can't stop thinking about how the cookies look like larger versions of that thing that grew on your back last summer that your dermatologist had to biopsy. Take the cookie. What kind of heartless bastard says to an eight-year-old's says no to an eight-year-old's homemade baked goods? He'll be so proud and happy that you took one. Chances are the cookie tastes better than it looks. I love that chapter because it's so true. Because a lot of the time, we don't want one. We don't want cookies that somebody brought in. We don't want something that somebody offers us. We just don't want it. But it it just it feels better to say, yeah, so take the cookie, especially if it's from a kid. All right, we're going to talk about Steve's mom for a minute. Steve's mom. Um uh, I give Steve a hard time about his mom, but actually she's super hot in the sack. That is a joke, and that's the kind of joke that I make about Steve's mom. Um, but she was in town this past weekend, and I bet she might be listening right now. Shout out, Sue. Uh, she read my book last week when she was in town, and Steve said she loved chapter number 73. Now, I've read chapter 73 on the podcast before. But I'll take just a minute to read just a little part of it. It's pretty short, so I'm going to read it because, I mean, after all, the podcast is about the book. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, by the way, available now on Kindle and available on Amazon. So here we go, 73. We talked about this just a couple of months ago. While there is time, this is the first line in an old song by Steve Winwood called The Finer Things. While there is time, let's go out and feel everything. I was 20 years old the first time I heard this line, and even back then it really struck me. Winwood's point is that one day we won't have time for all the things we want to try. One day we'll be too old, too sick, or too dead to do all the things we can do today. 
I've never forgotten this lyric since the day I first heard it. It's a huge reminder that our time is limited. Our health will take a huge dump on us. And yes, one day we'll be dead. What then? Don't wait around. Go out and live and do all that crazy stuff you want to do. Get that degree. Visit that exotic country. Try that strange food. Learn to rumba while there is time. Boy, that almost gets me choked up because it's so true. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, do it while your body is young enough and healthy enough because you don't know what the years will bring. I've known people who've had strokes before they're 40 years old. Cancer can strike at any age. Um, you can get high blood pressure when you're 45 and you can have heart problems at any age. So while there is time, while you have the health, while you still can, don't put it off. Don't put off getting in great shape because I'm going to tell you something. It's a lot easier when you're younger. It's a lot easier to work off 10 years of fat than it is 20 or 30 years of fat. So um, uh, do it while there is time. Okay. We're going to talk about some other stuff. Um, uh, I'm going to give you one little tip here about um, something that I love to do in the wintertime. It is not a sponsor. Nobody paid me to say this. Mrs. Kelly's Teas is a local business, and I might, now that I say this, I might have plugged them last week. They don't pay me to do this. I only do it because in the wintertime, that is my vice or passion. I have three or four Mrs. Kelly's Teas every day. And there's different versions that are caffeine-free. This totally sounds like a commercial, and I promise you it's not. I would tell you if it was, because then I'd probably be getting either free tea or getting paid for it. It's just a little recommendation, because I think it's it's great. It's not alcohol. We tend to drink too much alcohol, um, especially during the holidays. And uh, it's a local business, and you can get caffeine-free and sugar-free, and it's awesome. Okay. Uh, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how... We're so busy. And I read something the other day, and it's almost a cliche on how busy we all are. I read something the other day that during the week, we run and run, and we go to this, we go to work, we go to dinner, we go to happy hour, we make appointments, we have to get our hair cut, we have to go to the dentist, and then at night, we have to go do this, and we have a uh, I have scout meetings that I have to go to, uh, band practice will be starting up again in another few weeks, and all of these things that we have to go do all the time. Then the weekend rolls around. And the weekend is like, ah, oh, I finally get to relax. Well, you get to sleep a little bit later, but aren't your weekends also full right now or maybe year-round of things and stuff and some of it's stuff you choose to do, like go to the gym or go to the zoo or go to a movie, but a lot of the time it's things that you didn't have time to do during the week. Isn't that true? It occurred to me because I sit at my computer every night and I got kicked out of my office because my wife took over my office and uh, it, it was my office, damn it. And she moved all my stuff off of my desk and she took over my office. So where do I work now? At the kitchen counter. So that's my office. And I find that nights I sit there and there's always one more thing to do. There's one more article to read one more email to answer, or usually 20 more emails to answer. Uh, there's social media posts that we have to do. I mean, we have to do that as part of our job. We like doing it because it's a fun way to stay in touch when we're not on the air. But we you know, look at social media posts, and we answer emails, and we post on Facebook, and we think of new clever things, and we talk to radio friends and say, hey, what are you doing that I can use on my show? And uh, there's always one more thing that we could be doing. And I'm sure your life is the same way. If we really kept going, we would never run out of things to work on. 
And you got to think about that for a while. You know, maybe you're really good at cutting loose and saying, you know what, I'm done. I'm done with work. I'm going to sit on the couch and I am done. I'm going to watch Stranger Things for the rest of the night. I'm done with this shit. Um, but other times, especially with people who work for home, from home, and I mean, now that we're so linked to our office and everything on our phones, it never really stops. And I think that's just, you know, you, you, you can't wait until you, you can't, you can't just stop when you get to the end because the end never comes. Do you agree with this? All right. I'm going to tell you a story that I've never told anybody except Steve or Fallon or a couple of other people. I'm 99% certain I've never told this story on the air because I can't imagine I would tell the story on the air. Okay, the reason I bring it up is in the context of all the sexual harassment uh, allegations and accusations. I mean, this to this topic is so tired, but I, I thought of something. Something occurred to me today. Let me just give you a little background on this one. Um where do I start? Um, okay, so we talk about teachers that have had sex with students. And it's always surprising when an attractive 30-year-old married teacher has sex with a 14-year-old boy. And I was reading this article that's like, well, is the boy really traumatized? Or did he go high-five his buddies afterward? Or what? And the author of the article argued that, yeah, he is traumatized because he was in a position of being with somebody who was more powerful than he, and he probably didn't enjoy it because sex shouldn't be about who's more powerful. Okay, so I, I kind of took that to heart a little bit. Then I read something, it might have been in the same article, Um. And that is that guys don't get offended when a woman comes on to them when it's unwelcome. Or a guy doesn't get offended when a woman slaps him on the ass. Um, or a guy doesn't get offended when a woman looks at him up and down and says something inappropriate. And the argument was that because that's not part of what a guy puts up with every day. And I stopped to listen because, you know, I like to think I have an open mind and... I think that if we keep our mind closed and only think what we know to be true, we're never really going to grow. We're never going to listen to somebody else and try to see their side of things. So I think that, you know, if anything in all this, you know, in 2017, if we can learn to open our minds to the other side and maybe hear what they're saying. So the other side is it's not really another side because we all know that, you know, sexual harassment and all that kind of stuff is not funny and it's bad. We get that. But I guess the other side is like, well, why is it okay for women to slap guys on the ass? And why is it okay for women to you know, make sex jokes to a guy? And I think that the article that I read said it pretty well. It's because guys don't live under a, an umbrella of that happening a lot. Guys don't feel marginalized or sexualized on a regular basis. We don't live in a culture where guys are just wanted for how sexy they are or respected for or treated like you are just a sex object. Am I making sense or do I sound crazy? I hope that makes sense to you. I'm going to tell you a story that I don't think I've ever shared with anybody outside of a very small circle of people. Now, I want you to listen to this and I want you to say, oh my God, had the tables been turned Wow, that would have been the most ridiculous, offensive story of all time. Here's the story, then we're going to talk about it. This was 
years ago, and I'm not going to say when, but it was a very long time ago. So a woman that I worked with that I didn't know very well, and she was probably, it doesn't matter how old she was, she was young, and she was attractive. And when I was younger, I was, as Fallon said, moderately attractive. I'm very average now, but I was, you know, maybe a six back then. So women would hit on me once in a while. And I never really figured out whether she was hitting on me or what, but she came into my office and I did not know her well. I knew her name. I knew her last name and I knew what she did at the radio station, but I never really talked to her. She came into my office one day, closed the door and she said, I am so fucking horny. And I'm like, huh, really? I didn't know what to say. I didn't know her. I mean, even if I did, that would have been shocking. She says, I'm so fucking horny. She says, over lunch, I went to Sex World. Remember when Sex World was open? And I bought a vibrator. And I had to try it out in my car. So I tried it out in my car. Oh my God, it was so great. She says, and this is the offensive part. If you get offended easily, then this would be a good part for you to turn it off. But remember, there's an explicit warning on the uh, podcast. So here we go. She said, I'm so wet right now. And I said, I don't remember what I said. I remember being shocked and I didn't know what to say, but I wasn't encouraging. I wasn't like, oh yeah, tell me more about it. I clearly remember that. There was, this gets gross, there was a roll of paper towels on my desk with just, you know how the last roll clings to the cardboard roll? There it was on my desk. She says, I'm so wet right now. She takes it, sticks it up her skirt and wipes herself with it and throws it into the trash. I don't remember exactly what happened after that, if she immediately stood up to leave or if she said something more or said, hey, how's your day going? I don't remember because after that, I was so shocked that I don't remember what my thoughts were after that. Now, I immediately went out in the hallway and I told one of my buddies that worked there, I said, you wouldn't believe what just happened. And he's like, yeah, I believe it. So... I look back on that story and I remember thinking I thought it was almost funny, weird as hell, not sexy in any way whatsoever, but to me, not offensive. It didn't scare me. It didn't upset me. There was nothing about that story or that experience that upset me. Why? Because if a woman, and again, hear me out, if a woman had experienced that, she would have had every right to be upset. Why would a woman be upset, but a man would not? Does it make sense that the explanation could be that women have to put up with that shit all the time? And men do not. Men know that they don't get a job because maybe they were sexy, or maybe they know that they did not get turned down for a promotion because they rejected the boss's advances. I've never been offered a, any kind of an advancement under pressure of sexual favors. Trust me, it's not happened. But is it possible? Am I right in that one of the things we have to realize is whether it's a slap on the ass or somebody saying, well, you want this job, you better give me what I want. Is it possible that it's because women got to put up with that stuff more often and we guys don't. There is my thought to leave you with until next time. And 
I would love to hear your thoughts on that story. If you've got any thoughts on that, please send me an email to ryanshow at kdwb.com. Hey, speaking of email, I've got to tell you this um, this email that I got. I love getting emails from you. This one came from uh, uh, Deborah. And Deborah said, I just found your podcast and I love it. I like how candid you are and have enjoyed all of your topics and comments. I'm 47 with a 13-year-old daughter and she loves KDWB, of course. Thanks for doing the podcast and giving me something great to listen to. Hey, this podcast is not for kids, so I hope she doesn't listen to it with her 13-year-old daughter. But I don't know. Um, uh, I There are things on the podcast, definitely, that I can't tell you on the radio. And I think that's one of the things that I, why I really enjoy doing the podcast is because I don't have the same restrictions and we can be a lot more candid and there's no commercial interruptions and we don't have to play Taylor Swift every 15 minutes or that Halsey song, which I'm starting to burn out on a little bit right now. Okay, uh, I think that is it. Hey, listen, relax, take some deep breaths, take some time away during the holidays, maybe go be alone, enjoy your family when you're not alone. Um, and um, that sounded weird. Spend more time with your family than when you're alone. I think it's a better idea to be with your family than, than to be alone. Uh, I appreciate you, and we may have met before, we may have, I mean, heck, I might have even hung out with you. I'm not sure who all is listening to the podcast, but I appreciate you whether we've met before or whether we've never met. Hey, next week on the podcast, actually, there won't be one next week. It's Christmas week. Um, but the week after that, I'm going to talk about the book and things that I would like to take back in the book. Because as I read this book that I wrote four or five years ago, that I wrote most of this, it came out in 2015. Um, there are some chapters in there where I'm going, I don't know if I believe that anymore. I don't know if I feel the same way as I used to. And I think that's another thing. We all have a right to change our mind about certain things. And I think that's, again, I, I stress this point. Listen to the other side, no matter what your side is. Listen to the other side because they're not always completely wrong. I know that you have your strong beliefs, and I think that's great. But I think when we listen to other people, whether it's on philosophies of you know being a good person or marriage or what makes a marriage work or this side of the, the, the aisle or the other side of the aisle in politics, that type of thing, I think we all can learn from listening once in a while to the other side and not instantly saying, well, you're the opposite of me, so you have nothing good to say. I don't think that's true. Okay, enough. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And remember, in 2018, please, please take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. <laughs> <laughs>